Kelly Wakasa is a perfect example of, if at first you don't succeed, try again. After repeatedly hitting rock bottom, Kelly moved to New York City and was able to build an audience of millions who watch him push boundaries, do the uncomfortable, and make a lot of money in the process. Today we're getting an inside look into the business of one of the most popular vloggers in New York City, discuss the difficulties that come along the way. I was making like a thousand to two thousand a month, and then I actually tanked. Then I just couldn't make any money. And answer all of the questions that you've been dying to hear on this episode of Subscribe if you haven't done that already because we're closing in on 400,000 subscribers. So thank you so much and now let's begin. But first we wanna thank our sponsor Creative Juice. As a creator, you're running a business. And as a business, you gotta have a business banking account that's separate from all of your personal stuff. Well fortunately, Graham, Creative Juice is the perfect place to get started. Juice funds creative futures so that you can stay in control of your content and supercharge your growth. Not only does Juice provide creators with funding, it's a one-stop shop for all of your creator banking needs. Think debit cards with rewards Awards, invoicing, team collaboration tools, paying your contractors, real-time analytics, and more. Let Juice automate your business so that you can stay focused on what matters the most, which is your content. And I love that they also offer funding, like their Juice Funds Refresh and Reserve program that allows you to get the funding you need to make the content you want. Just choose Refresh for your short-term needs or Reserve for up to $2 million in funding to grow your business. As an investor in Juice myself, I recognize just how helpful funding could be. Juice Funds offers 100% creator control, flexible deal links starting as short as three months, trust-based relationships, easy payouts, and dedicated support from industry experts. You could use these funds to purchase studio space, hire freelance help, or do anything else that you believe will help expand the business. So sign up for a free Creative Juice business banking account today by using the link down below in the description or by going to getjuice.com slash getfunding. So get started now and take control of your creator business. Once again, guys, it's completely free. The link down below in the description. Thank you so much and on to the podcast. Okay. If you look into this camera, say, Welcome back to the Iced Poppy Hour. Welcome back to the Iced Poppy Hour with me. Is that what you wanted or? Beautiful. Yeah, sure, Thank enough. you so much for making it on yeah. the Iced Poppy Hour, Kelly. We're excited to be here. This is a wicked house in yeah, New thank York. You. We have to describe where we are. I feel like we're, we're three levels underground in a bedroom. Yep. It's a basement turned bedroom and this is uh, my roommate Luke's house or Whereabouts his right situation. Yeah, this is a very nice yeah. place. Like a lot of places in New York are very small, but this is like an actual large like condo. What do you call it? Apartment? I mean, it's like a, a pretty much home, a right? townhouse. I would yeah. say. I mean, we have a backyard, so I feel like that has to be like house. House. Yeah. Lovely place. You hosted a boxing event two nights ago. That yeah. was crazy. It's all just like a YouTube boxing event with a bunch of people punching each other in the face. You included. Yeah. I mean, I just built a boxing ring and thought it'd be funny to have like a fight night. In a party, and I'm glad you guys came. And that was like last minute too. I was yeah. shocked that we were like, okay, we're gonna do this podcast this day. We're like, actually, I got this boxing match I want to do in my living room. I had decided <laughs> Friday night, so yeah. like the day before I built it, and just because of like scheduling, I was like, okay, if I'm gonna make this video happen, I have to make it now because I'm leaving on Thursday. Yeah, and I want it to be like a weekend party, otherwise, like no one shows up. So, God. and you built it yourself, did you, or did you? Yeah, like, yeah. You did all of the things, like because it's actually like a somewhat legitimate boxing. I mean, it's like it's not silly legit. It's like yeah. pool noodles and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to throw a B roll. Here. Yeah, yeah, like, we'll throw up some footage. Maybe of it. we wait until you post yeah. your video and we'll. You look like you're itching in the corner just to get in that room. Part of me wanted to. Because you know? like there was there was 
Twenty percent to me that thought, man, I could kick some ass in this thing. Oh you yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no you're just sitting in oh, the sidelines funny. talking like that. That's true. No one had, you know, sure. like, like I saw that the, you know, people were putting their hands down. And they didn't have good form and posture. Like, like put Graham in there. And I it's thought, just like, game man, over. I could do First this. First knockout. Fine. All right, let's do it. <laughs> we, we, we saw, punch. we saw the yeah, ring set up. Alex, you want to box? I'm great. Nick Akata, where you at? I posted on Instagram and I said, like, who would you guys like to see in the iced coffee hour? And I made like this makeshift spreadsheet of how many times each name was mentioned. Oh, really? Yours was mentioned, I believe it was third. Uh, the first was Casey Neistat. Oh, second was tough. Ryan Surhand. Okay. And then it was you. Well, you know, Kate, you know yeah. you, I mean, you're very probably well aware of Casey Neistat. As we saw Candace Have you heard earlier today at Sweet Greens. We saw his wife at Sweet Greens earlier today, just coincidentally. Oh, oh, really? She was just there. And it was she like, seemed, hey, Candace. And she, she was, seemed weirded out. I yeah. felt you so said hi? I wouldn't yeah. have said hi. I didn't know what to oh. say because she was walking right by us. And I was like, wait a second. You just don't I know say anything. Why would you? Like, I just went, hey, Candace. I mean, it's not. that doesn't sound terrible to me. But I didn't say anything. I didn't say, like, hey, I'm a fan. Like, because we were also planning on shooting with Casey. He was. DM and Casey. Yeah, like, we were talking this about trip. setting something up when we're here. Oh, nice. But we were pushing it until a little later. And then Jack says, hi, Casey. And she looked over, like, who is this guy? I was like, oh, he was like I, right next I to us. Too. I was talking to Casey about maybe. She's like, oh, okay. But I'm sure she's like, oh, he's one of these guys. Like, you know, one I mean, of the that's tens of thousands of people talking to him on like a weekly basis. Yeah, I've met Casey. I don't know if Casey has met me. Like, yeah. literally, I'm like, Hey, what's up? Like, I yeah. saw him on the street once, and I offered to help because he had, like, garbage bags, yeah. and I think he was shooting a thumbnail at the time. Um, but I didn't, like, introduce myself. I was like, oh, what's up? I'm just, you need help. And then he just, like, looked at me like like this. And then we had a um, a lunch at YouTube that we were all invited. Just, like, 10 creators. It was, like, yeah. Dr. Mike, uh, Casey, oh. Dylan LeMay, and myself, and Ashley. And then I went up and said hi, and then it, he just kind of went around, so... God. Yeah, he's hopefully like, I'll get my moment. He's yeah. like the YouTuber's YouTuber. Like all of the yeah. YouTubers just like adore him. I feel like yeah, everyone does. So though. respectable. Like everyone in New York too is like he's a yeah. he's Casey. Yeah, like, I mean, he just he walks on water even at the YouTube office. Yeah. Like there's other people in the room that are definitely like notable status, and then he's just like above and beyond. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we're here to talk about you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. By the way, I realized that I saw your video a while ago asking your cr- oh it, it was you you asked out your crush. From mm-hmm. like, was it elementary school? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah my that's middle how school I, crush. That's how I initially found you. Oh wow! Was that the middle school crush video? I, your editing was so good. Like I Appreciate watched your that. video, and it made me feel like crap because I watched <laughs> my <laughs> video funny. afterwards. I'm like, my videos suck compared to like the work that you put in the storytelling. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I, 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 tell well, us I can't about, agree like, more. Yeah, it was crap. Yeah. It was just <laughs> no. I mean, that video specifically yeah. was. Uh, I mean, a long time in the making. It was actually, we, I had shot a video. I had a, du- a duo channel with my friend Luke where we like DM'd our middle school crushes. Mm-hmm. And so we had all this footage and then I was like, we never met up. So I was like, oh my God, this would be amazing. Let's uh, finally do this. And I still kind of had those butterflies when I made that video. So it's all very genuine. And uh, I think the results like kind of showed for itself that it was a yeah. good story. Well, tell us a little bit about like your story growing up and, and what led you to here today. Yeah, well, I'm from San Francisco Bay Area, uh, specifically like Burlingame area. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but yeah, grow up, grew up playing soccer and then getting into YouTube, I found a passion for skateboarding. So actually my first initial 100,000 subscribers are all from skateboarding content. And I worked with the biggest YouTube skate channel, Braille Skateboarding. I don't know if you guys know him. Mm-hmm. Aaron Cairo, Braille Skateboarding. 
Um, they have like five million subscribers. Are they the ones that they try different decks out? Yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, crazy I decks. I loved, yeah, yeah. like the glass cool. and yeah. stuff like that. I yeah. loved that. Yeah, doing a kickflip with that. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I, I was, um, I was an intern for them for many years, just like unpaid, just like help do camera work, and was just kind of like a sponge. Learned How a lot. How old were you at the time? Like fifteen. 16. How'd you get the position as their intern? Sent just like a bunch of emails that I was that honestly surprised familiar. they got back to me. Hmm. You, you send emails? That's exactly what happened to you. Wow. Just lots of emails. That's, That's cool though. Emails. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And then since then just kind of like evolved content wise over the years. And now I guess I make adventure vlogs. Did you know that you had an interest in YouTube specifically or was it more so skateboarding? I think over the course of my life, uh, video making has always been like at the forefront. Sometimes in the back, just because at one point I was like head over heels about skateboarding. It was like my girlfriend that was just like all day skate. Mm. And, um, but my filmmaking beginning started when I was like, I want to say eight or nine. And I had like made a lot of videos using my mom's Mac desktop computer. So I have like videos on other channels that were from 2009 when I was nine and like just a decade of videos now. That's incredible. What did you, um, who did you look up to as a kid? Did you have any like uh, skate influences or anything? I know for me it was, uh, what, what was the guy's name? He was in the first Tony Hawk's name, Jamie something. Oh, oh, I was thinking J-O-B. No. I don't think it's Jamie over. I, I, I feel like I know who you're talking yeah. about, but I don't want to slaughter yeah. the last name. Chad like, Muska too. Chad Muska, yeah. okay. Those are definitely some OGs. I wouldn't say like my era, but I would say like growing up, I looked, up to another YouTuber named Chris Chan. Yep. Yeah. You know him? He's yeah. a lifestyle vlogger and skateboarder, like mm -hmm. I would say pretty much pro to a non-skater's eye, I guess, or to a skater's eye as well. Yeah. I don't want to disrespect him like that. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I used to look up to this guy specifically. He has like a million subscribers and I remember just being like, wow, his videos are so cool. And now like we're friends, which is crazy still. Like we'll get food together and That's like, cool. I still have to like pinch myself. You know, it's like we're on the same level now, but it doesn't, you know, I'll always kind of yeah. look at him or be like, oh, so cool. So at what point did you decide to pivot to your own content? Like start your own channel and go that route? <sighs> when I was like 15. That's early. Yeah. Yeah. I was making YouTube money in, I mean, not like YouTube money. I want to hear how much were you making <laughs> back then? Well, it, it's hard to tell, but by the end of high school, I was making like a thousand to two thousand a month. That's incredible. Yeah, in in high yeah. school with like um, I want to say like a hundred thousand subscribers. I feel like that's a little low for a hundred thousand subscribers, but as a high schooler, like oh as like a, a job, that's well, really good. it depends on the content, I would say, right? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, at the time, I was hyped. Like, I, no, I would do it for yeah. free. So, I mean, it was definitely like even then, I was already posting like all the time, like multiple times a week. Like I would say three times a week, a new vlog, kind of. I would say like more. David Dobrik style. I was kind of like grabbing from a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, I would say like early beginnings, just like a couple thousand. And then I actually tanked. After doing like one to 2,000, then I just couldn't make any money. What happened? Um, I switched up my content again. And you know, when you build an audience for something, it's like you guys are doing a podcast right now, then all of a sudden said like, okay, we're going to do vlogs. Like mm -hmm. it might, it might not do well. And that's what happened to me because I did skateboarding so much as that was my niche. And then I was like, no, I cut the skateboarding because I just felt like it was such a small niche that I couldn't grow to the size that I wanted to. And I wanted to not feel like trapped in a box. Mm -hmm. 
And then from there, I went from averaging, I want to say like 40 to 50K views to like 10K views or less. And then I was just like, yeah, that was uh, not making any money. And then how old were you at that time? I want to say like 18, 19, 18, 19. right as I moved out. That, that's when the views dropped. Got it. And you were going <laughs> to college, right? No, I moved um, after high school, after graduating high school, I moved to Los Angeles. How were you able to afford LA? I had saved up up until I was moving. Mm -hmm. And I want to say I saved up a good good chunk, like $20,000. How did you not spend it? I feel like it's so tempting for people in high school, you have like $2,000 a month rolling in. How, how do you control yourself to save? I don't even think I thought about really? spending it. I kind of think I liked seeing the money grow. Okay. I was like, oh, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. And I want to say like, I was very fortunate growing up. Like I didn't feel like, um, like my family didn't like struggle to, you know, have food or like, you know, certain nice things. So, um, I didn't feel like I needed to, to spend and I, I had everything I needed. I had a skateboard, I had a car and I was yeah. good. I was just borrowing my mom's car and just like go around and film and skate. Yeah. How'd you pick LA? It's funny. The room we're in right now, this yeah. is my friend Luke's room. I met Luke when we were in freshman year of high school. We uh, sat next to each other and we're like, oh, you skate, I skate, I do YouTube, you do YouTube a little bit. We should move to LA and blow up. And this was kind of like, I want to say during like the Jake Paul, the those type of era vloggers. And so we're like, we gotta go to LA. And so it kind of like manifests itself by the end of high school. We're like, okay, let's move out. Let's move to LA. And then we shared a studio apartment in East Hollywood, right mm -hmm. in front of like the blue Scientology building. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's that's where we started. And what was the plan? Like no plan. No plan. Absolutely no plan. What'd your parents think of that? I think at by that time my parents were like, Kelly's a wild child. Like he's just gonna do whatever he wants. And uh, they knew that I was driven. And so I think they just like said, Oh, he'll figure it out. But yeah, I mean I just was like losing money. Just doing whatever I want every so day. You, you moved to LA, you get a place with your friend, mm -hmm. you were making at the time, like like you said, one to $2,000 a month. So mm -hmm. no, but then it like, tanked. It yeah, tanked on a month to month basis, like you're yeah. in the red, right? Yeah, I had never, I never did a brand deal, like ever until like maybe two years ago from today. So oh I wasn't God. making any brand money. It was only AdSense. Mm -hmm. And, but luckily our rent was only 650 each. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a studio. It was really small. And... Yeah, we just rode with that cash and I had something saved up. I actually really messed up my boy Luke because I was like, Luke, you got to move out. You got to come down to L.A. And he's like, I have no money saved up. And he was also a way smaller YouTuber. Yeah. Um, so we kind of like supported each other during that time. So humble beginnings. And what sort of content were you creating? Was This must have been like 2016. No, this 17? was 2019. 2018, 2019. Got it. Okay. When I moved out. I was making literally the most random content. And that's why it didn't stick. Looking back, I'm like, this is the most stupid direction a YouTuber can make. Um, I went from like making some high school vlog skating to uh, just like clickbait titles and vlogs. And I still like, had like good editing. Like what? It would just be like, I can't believe it. Like that would be the title. <laughs> I can't believe it. Just hoping, you know, it's just full lifestyle. And in LA, it'd be like, you know, of course, it'd be like a moving to LA video. Yeah. And then sometimes I'd go back to my old niche of skateboarding because like, I was like, oh, this is all I know. And so then I would do a, like a, I used to do videos like asking people about skate trivia on the street, which would do well. But it was just jumping around with so much different content. You would, you could watch one video and the next video I post look like it's out of your guys' video or something. Like it could have been, mm -hmm. it could have been like a finance niche. Like I was just literally Trying. throwing shit at yeah. the fan. Even though I had like 
at the time, like I want to say like 200,000 subscribers. 200,000 subscribers? That's a, lot, yeah. That's a lot of subscribers. I think I knew how to make a video or I knew how to make a video, but I didn't know how to like- Cultivate an like, audience. Cultivate an audience, great, yeah. So when did you get your like viral video? What what changed? That there was no that viral path? video. It was definitely just a slow grind. Like I still feel now that I'm just like still so yeah. beginning. Um, I but feel, like what was the pivot? What changed that like put you on the path to make the content that you did today? Actually, I had a manager in LA who basically like kind of roasted my content. We had worked really hard, me and my friend Luke, on this video together. And we were just like, worked for two weeks on this video. And he's just like, yeah, it's not good. And so it was kind of like a wake up call. He was just telling me like, you should like do some storytelling or something. I was like, storytelling? What do you want me to narrate? I was like, that's, that's suicidal. Like I can't, it was just not part of my style at the time. And then I just started, you know, writing down like, okay, what, what, how can I package a good video? And I was so obsessed with, you know, just YouTube in general that I was like looking at everybody who's really winning in the space, like Casey or Emma Chamberlain or David Dobrik at the time. And I was just like, let me just grab a little bit from each. Like, I mean, I hope that I was like Emma Chamberlain relatability and Casey Neistat storytelling and David Dobrik funny. And I tried to like pile it in and, and then, you know, maybe like yes theory narration. And so it kind of started molding my style. Mm. And from there, I started doing more videos that were story-based. And I think that's kind of like still the content that has made me the bigger creator I am today. Yeah. I think that's still the style now. It seems what? that the story style, like that your sort of narration, I believe, mm -hmm. has really carried forward a lot. Like even now, those videos are like just as relevant. I think storytelling is just something that will never go. Yeah. Like good, good videos, good stories, they're timeless. So how do you, how do you start with telling a story? Like, is there a structure that you follow every time, or how do you know like how to tell it? I guess is like, how do you figure this out? It's practice. It's got to yeah. be practice. Like, this is all I do every day since I was like sure. But so walk young. it. But walk us through like, just let's say how you come up a with story. a story. What's the the storyboarding? I suppose process of like getting it all out on like a script or a paper. Nowadays, it's very different than when it like back in the day. Nowadays, I think I'm just smarter with YouTube that I have to start with thumbnail title. Like the idea of like, what oh, do I want really? to look like? And then work backwards from there because I just don't even feel like wanting to make the video if I know it's just gonna flop. There's so many cool ideas out there that just don't work in a thumbnail title that I just would not make. Give us an example, let's, let's hear it. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Maybe we help you on this. I mean, even, <laughs> now, now, now I say it out loud, like yeah. that could be cool. Um, we would like I would do a lot of videos that were just like maybe kind of like a stunt or something, but it didn't like you couldn't capture the moment in a thumbnail that was like digestible, if that makes sense. Um, like we would do videos like in the L.A. River, like wakeboarding the L.A. River. I thought this was a great idea or somehow taking that and elevating that idea, but we can never get it that like it would go viral. And so I feel like there are certain videos that are very cool as segments that lead to a bigger idea that. Uh, that is why like, I just stray away from those yeah. ideas, if that makes sense. But when you're telling a story, how do you script it? How do you figure out like, this is a good hook, this is what people care about, and remove the fluff? I think I like to film and everything happens in post. I'll have a brief like, okay, let's shoot at certain places and then just let the like magic of being out and about filming happen. So, 
you know, the best moments happen when they're like unscripted, obviously. If I scripted everything, like the videos would suck. Um, so I, I think I just use like Notion and I just literally will like write down like, okay, this is, you know, a checklist of like things I want to shoot that day. And the next day, if I don't get it, then I'll just go out and shoot something else that comes to mind. And a lot of times I'll have these ideas that I'll sit in my Notion or whatever for, for months. I think my videos are heavily like, you need an edit. Like I'm not Jideon or, or Danny Duncan who's like just, you know, naturally super funny yeah. and like that type of content. I, I would say I'm closer to like, a, I don't know, a Casey Neistat or Yes Theory or something that has more post-production work. Not, not to like say that Jideon no, or Danny no, Duncan no, doesn't no, have yeah. post-production you know work. Crazy. So I've, I've hung out with Danny a few times. Yeah, yeah. He is the exact same off camera. Exactly. Like he will do the same things yeah, off yeah. camera. And I'm like, dude, you're not even filming this. It's just, he just finds it funny. Yeah. Like all the time. Of course. So yeah. it's just like just filming his life. It's wild. I thought honestly you'd play it up for camera, but no. That's so funny. Yeah. Dude, I mean, not at all. Do you know who Fidias is? Yes. He's the exact same on camera yeah. as he has off camera. He's like a, he's honestly a public nuisance when I go out with him. <laughs> oh, really? It's like, it's like in a lovey, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he yeah, will, yeah. like, we'll just be in a restaurant. He'll just like, start like yelling, not yelling, but like basically just like being a distraction to everybody. And he just doesn't care. I'm like, yo, you realize that we're not filming right now. He's like, yeah, I know. He hugged Elon Musk. Did you see he that? Did. I did see that. That made me so happy yeah. to see him. <laughs> how, how many days was he out there? It was like it was two months. Days. Was it almost yeah. three? Wow. Damn. Months. Did he yeah. like work in between that or is that, that's it? Just uh, like... He was like doing daily shorts. That was like his thing. He yeah. blew up on YouTube and TikTok by doing yeah. the daily shorts. Waiting outside for Elon. of Elon Musk's office. And I'll tell you, like, I honestly felt around day 45, uh, he wasn't going to do it because he upset Elon Musk's mom. Mm -hmm. Someone said he should reach out to Elon Musk's mom and, like, he mentioned something to his followers and everyone went to her yeah. and, like, started spamming her of, like, have, have your son hug Phidias, you know. And, <laughs> it's and not smart. Such a and YouTuber so, thing. Like, <laughs> I want to hug Elon Musk for my yeah. video. So people spam the mom. But she was so upset over that that she did like a public tweet and, be, and yeah. told like Elon, do not hug him. Whoa. And I was like, oh yeah, then that's not gonna happen. And especially with security issues, I thought it might set the yeah. precedent that like Elon is now gonna hug anybody who like camps out for a hundred days or something like that. Yeah. And it might set like the wrong tone or he might say like, hey, I'll do it, but like you can't post about it. We'll do it oh privately, <laughs> like something like that. I was worried about it. But the fact that he stayed just as dedicated, like as inspirational yeah. to me, that like, seriously, that you I would love to that. see Graham Stephan like outside of Casey Neistat's <laughs> office. And, oh God. Please, Casey, please, Casey. <laughs> Just give me a hug. I don't know. Someone like Elon Musk is like, yeah. that is like the top tier. Yeah. I was shocked that it is dedicated. He did it though. Like made me so happy. Yeah. I mean, that's gotta be one of the hardest people to reach. Yeah. yeah so sure. that's and he did it. Resilience right there. Yeah. So when for you did things on YouTube really start taking off to the point where like, okay, now you're affording a nicer place. You moved to New York, right? Yeah. I would say 2020. 2020 was that your year. That was kind of like the change. I, I would say like when I felt like I was making it was when I was averaging 100,000 views. I was like, oh my God, this is all I ever wanted. 100,000 views. And that happened in the summer of 2020. And that was just through like the new style of content I was making. And then from there, I actually enrolled in college after being out of college for two years because I saw the opportunity to go to college to make videos. Going to college to make videos. Yes. So being a college YouTuber. Yeah. At the time, I noticed like all these college videos do so well and they're no offense, like kind of like I, I was like, what if I go to college and I just make videos, but I don't even focus on school. Like I'll make great videos. 
what college videos are doing well? Like, I just, what, even what just a basic like, day in the life. Anything? Anything. Yes. The day anything. in the life of a UCLA student kept Boom, getting recommended. Millie. The Harvard, the Ivy Leagues. Yep. The yeah. day in the life of, uh, Har- you know, what was the one? There's John, was it John Fish? Yeah, John Fish. Yeah. 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 I mean, just and at the time. Like, yeah. I mean, I think even today, like, college content is still very, like, you know, that's the, everyone who's on YouTube yeah. is like right. kind of younger and wanting to go to college yeah. or like wants to see. Especially like even UCSB, like I think they have like uh, 30s. No, they have, a, they have a ton of students, but I know each year when people want to go and join UCSB or they want to apply there, mm-hmm. they have like hundreds of thousands of applicants. Very high likelihood that those people are going to watch Day in the Life of a UCSB student. Yeah. So like all of those like still pop off even for schools like UCSB. So what noticed. college did you want to go to? What was the plan? Well... Originally in high school, I applied to colleges, but I, by the end of high school, I just didn't want to go, mm-hmm. but I didn't get in, so I couldn't have gone, gone anyway. Um, so I applied to the University of Arizona, which I knew I could get in because it's like a 95% mm-hmm. acceptance rate. And so I went to University of Arizona. Really? Yeah, because I knew at the time, um, this sounds bad, but like I knew they, they, they didn't really care about COVID. Like they just like, they had very little rules there, sure. so I could like kind of still film and it was like kind of maskless and like I'm not I'm not yeah, like a, no, but, <laughs> an but advocate it, for that wouldn't but wouldn't Florida have been just as good like don't more people go to Florida probably than, yeah I just being on the west coast and from like the bay oh, area like God, so many yeah, people yeah. went to Arizona right. and like I was kind of familiar and I also knew that they loved the party and I thought like oh my god this is great content like I have so many ideas so from like all this momentum I had that summer I was like okay now I'm going to college and then from there that's I think the year because I was in college for a year that really like solidified my presence as a YouTuber and like had a community by then. And you moved to Arizona and like lived there. And in Tucson. Parties. Did you actually wow. study and like do classes or was it purely just like, I'm not going to lie. failing all of my classes. So I was, I stayed for a year, but I only did one semester. I did a semester and it was kind of like hybrid online in person. And yeah, I had like a 1.8 GPA. But by like two months in, I just like stopped showing up and I was just filming. Instead. But what about tuition? <laughs> so it was kind of like a, a business expense. It was a business right? expense. Yeah, kind of like I was like, OK, let's let's just do it. Wow. And it was kind of a risk. Like, oh, it's kind of expensive. Like, yeah. I think it was like 14,000 for a semester. And I was like, well, I always wanted to go to college. If I'm ever going to go, it's got to be now That's before true. I'm like too old. And I was like old. I mean, I was like 20 year old freshman. I was like, oh, this, this is kind of weird. Like, oh. What's up? I'm 17. Like, oh God, like yeah. get away kind of thing. Um, God, someone don't clip that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's like the opening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, even when I was at college, I wanted to like, let's just maximize and maximize. So we would film, I would edit everything in my dorm, like living with another student. Are you serious? Yeah. So I was doing the full thing. So were you like the, the 20 year old guy who gets roomed with like the freshman or... Was I 19? I was maybe okay. 19, turning 20 or sure. something. But he, the guy I roomed with was 19. Okay. And, All right. I mean, he was never there, so. Okay. But yeah, I wanted to do the full thing and like document everything. So what I was like, joined a frat. Like, yeah. Now, was it easy to get into like anywhere because you had the YouTube channel? Like, I feel like any frat, if you say like, hey, I got a channel, I'll put it on the channel. You guys will get like way more exposure. No. No? They, the frats don't want me to film anything because... I mean, they do like things that they shouldn't do, you know, it's like, like hazing, like I'm hazing sorry. or something. Yeah. I mean, I would never say that my frat hazed. Right. Come on. That's against the rules. Oh, okay. Against the brotherhood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but what would they do? Like, I, I never went to college. I never 
got any college experience? Like what, what goes down? Yeah, honestly, my uh, frat that I joined was called Sigma Alpha Mu. Uh, it was really chill. Like they're really like, if you ever want to say no, you can just say no. So I remember we would do like smoothie night, which was basically they would like blend anything, put it on the ground, you eat it. What? And wait, <laughs> what's the any, point? What what's the, I don't get that. Wait, it was what? it was just like let's do stupid stuff to make their lives hell, you know, for but, entertainment, right? for entertainment yeah, for yeah. them. And looking back, I'm not gonna lie, maybe yeah. like it's not everyone's cup of tea for sure. sure. Yeah, but like. The guys I did it with, you build such a bond. It's almost like going to war. I mean, I've never been to war, so I, yeah. I don't know, but I'm guessing. Uh, but one of the funniest things we did was we had a courtyard, and then they had just like these cups. They had um, a garbage can in one corner and a garbage can in the other. One was full of water, one was not, and they all gave us a spoon. And so while they were like pelting us with like water balloons and tomatoes or whatever, we had to put all the water from one garbage can in the other using spoons while like tied to everybody and it was just wow. hilarious just hilarious that sounds fun see that's something I, I know for a fact i would love yeah yeah it graham is just like, like graham come on was let's fun. do a video going back to college finally or something Grant, i went back to college that would be a great i would, video I would you, do graham. one day yeah. I could show business you a good time. Oh, business. Yeah. I, I want to do going back to an MBA program for one day at an Ivy League. That would be good. I would do college for a day. Honestly, I would. That would be a good video. I'd try it. That would be a good video. Do it. Well, then we have to do, if you're going to do that, you also have to do like the the gnarly frat version too. Because, oh, I mean, that's what man, people I are going to want to see. No like interest. Just that reaction right. is priceless. <laughs> Come on. I just feel like, guys, it's stupid. Like, why are we doing this? We could make, I, I we could be know, making Graham, money. I I'd be like starting a lemonade stand or like, so let's raise money for something. Let's, you uh, you want to start a lemonade stand? I don't know, like a no frat, one's going to buy lemonade a from a 32-year-old guy. Like, <laughs> I can blend in. That I don't think I look campus. 32. I think if I went on a college campus, I could blend in perfectly. I mean, there's no a whole idea. range of students, yeah. too. Yeah. You could be like a graduate student sure. or something. Right. Yeah, okay. But, yeah. What else did they do? Like, what was the I mean, there was, of course, like drinking shotgunning, keg standing. Um, I'm trying to think. There was definitely a lot of interesting... We never did like an elephant walk or something weird. What's that? Do you know? I don't know what an Oh, God, I don't know what... An elephant walk? An elephant... Uh, this is like the yeah. gnarliest of gnarly <laughs> frat things. I also like feel like now I'm branding myself as a frat guy. When <laughs> no, I, I was only there for I'm a semester, sorry. guys. Um, but You're the one with the experience. <laughs> you were never... You didn't go to college? Right? I went to UCSB and I dropped out. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you never, no frat. No, right? no frat. Okay. Elephant walk is like, oh God, I can't even explain this. All, if the frat guys watch this, you're like, dude, what the hell are you explaining? It's like the gnarliest thing. I've never okay. done it. I'm not, okay. but it was like word around town, like one frat did it, which basically is like, you get in the line behind your frat mates or whatever. And to me, this is really sus. Like you put your thumb in their butt and then you hold their, their elephant in the back. No way. <laughs> Who's who's pitching? Bro, I'm right, right? Like I thought you guys were like hard guys. Like what? What is, what is this? Who's pitching that? Who's like? Who's the guys? Like, guys, I got a genius idea today. Hey, yo, Everyone not my friend. Like, yo, I don't know <laughs> what. If you can convince some of the students to do that, they probably got kicked off. Yeah, I would question whose idea that was in the first place. <laughs> oh my gosh! Ice coffee hour elephant walk. <laughs> Bonding. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be the guy in the back. 
Okay. All right, that is not what I expected. At all. <laughs> I thought it had to do with like alcohol or something. That's what I thought too. But it's just nothing to do with alcohol. Yeah. Just, you guys never partook? No. It was never a actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> now Graham's excited to go to college. He's yeah, he's ready to go. Oh now. man, all right, sign me up. It's so fitting we have the red solo cups too. <laughs> just water, guys. It's just water. Gosh. During that same year, I brought on like. My first employee which was like huge for me and yeah i felt like okay like i have an audience i have a routine i have a brand and it was at the same time where i actually came up with um or no or it was earlier but it was really strong that like my fans knew me as like my slogan do what excites and basically like people were like having this community with this catchphrase kind of thing hmm. can you explain what that means do What Excites was something I made up when I was at like my lowest point in my life, when I was just like super lonely, like borderline depressed, just felt like YouTube wasn't gonna work out. And this was honestly right, right before the summer where things started to pick up. I was uh, living in between places, in between like my first LA apartment and my second LA apartment. And so it was like a two or three month period where I was like living at my grandma's in LA. Just felt like I'm making no money. I just feel like such a loser. And I just was like in this cycle of sadness and I couldn't like get myself to do anything. I'd go to the gym and that was pretty much it. Never felt like the camera, like what I was filming was good enough because nothing was working mm -hmm. up until that point. And yeah, I wrote down one day, like what's my favorite emotion out of pure, like I have nothing. I have literally nothing. So I might as well write something down. And I didn't want to write down like happiness or something because I felt like that was, didn't mean anything to me. And I wrote down excitement. And I literally don't remember, but I somehow came up with Do What Excites at that time. And I was like, I'm just going to do what excites every single day. And maybe that'll help. And I used that like phrase as like motivation every day and set it in every single video and literally just like changed my life as like a, just a mantra to look in my mirror and be like, you're going to do what excites every day. So what were some of those first steps? Like what excites in those in, in that situation that you were in? I mean, I think everyone defines it differently. Like, you know, whoever watches the video might be like, oh, do what excites, I might jump out of an airplane or mm -hmm. something. But I know to me what was like exciting and kind of like, okay, I'm pushing myself every day to like go after it. So I guess it could be like skydiving or overcoming your fears or something like that. And that mantra kind of pushed you through to this next level. Mm -hmm. And now you have a whole brand, do what excites and yeah. you sell merch and everything like that. Yeah. And it was kind of like, kind of like, oh, discovering who I am and what do I want to push? Because I always wanted to push something positive and I never had like a catchphrase or something that I really could stand behind. And so that was like kind of a big moment, I think, just for my brand, like personal branding online. Mm -hmm. um, so ever since I had that, I kind of like, okay, let's just ride out, do what excites. And hey, this is what, what type of video should I make this week? I should do what excites. What's the most exciting thing that you've done? Most exciting thing that I've done. Well, a video that's coming out, or I don't know when this comes out, might have been out already, but I spent 24 hours with the world's tallest man in Turkey. Hmm. And to me, it was just like so hard to get this. And it was such a risk that it was so exciting to me. So I feel like this is one of those do it excites moments and rare life moments that I got to have and like super grateful to have. Flew to the middle of nowhere in Turkey, right near the Syrian border. Hmm and met up with the world's tallest man on his farm spent all day like going around with him and yeah it was just like just a wild how ride. did you get in contact with him i just dm'd uh his manager that I was in his bio really. yeah and then i and it's not it wasn't a free collab so i had to pay 
his name's Sultan, yeah. to uh, spend a day together. And uh, I just like, you know, this year, I'm like, I want to just take the next level. Like, whatever. Yeah. I don't care about money. Yeah. Sorry, Graham. Wouldn't he, I'm, I'm just curious, because I'm trying to think here, wouldn't he want the extra exposure? Like, the fact that he gets, like, a dedicated video from you? I think uh, this is how he or makes is... his money. Oh, God. Because he doesn't okay. have, like, a social presence as much. So God, he does okay. all of his, mon- like, you know, his salary or whatever money he's making is yeah. just through appearances. Can I ask how much it was to spend the day with him? Yeah. Um, so originally, his fee just for, like, two to three hours was $4,000. Dollars? Dollars. U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars. Whoa. And so I was like, I had seen other videos he had done with other YouTubers. And I was like, ah, they're just kind of like showing him as a spectacle. So I was like, ah, I want to do 24 hours. Like I want to spend a whole day and see what his life is really like. Because it's kind of crazy to be like, yeah. he's 8'4". Eight, he's 8'4"? Eight, 8'4". Four? Eight, four. Wow. And so, yeah, to spend all day, I paid him $8,000. So there's probably not what a return on investment. But I was like, walk us through that. Now I'm so curious. So like... How long did it take to get there? Like, what was your first impression when you met him? Did, like, Paul. Did, was, but, like, does he speak English? Or, like, how did you guys communicate? Did, does he speak... So we brought a translator. Okay. And he spoke, I would say, like, decent English. I mean, most questions I asked him, we had to use a translator. But as soon as I saw him, he's like, Kelly, I love America. I love America. And then I would ask him questions about, like, random things like coffee. He's like, I love iced coffee. He and likes ice, iced coffee. Hour? I didn't hear the hour. Okay. But he probably said hour. We can edit it. Yeah. I'm sure he said yeah. <laughs> but he's like, I love Starbucks. Like I was asking wow. him random things, and yeah, we had breakfast. We went shopping. We played like Turkish games. Is he in like a small town? So it's not like he yeah. can go out and like everybody already knows who he is. So they're not like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is a tall guy because they already know who he is. I think like a big part of Turkey knows who he is. Oh wow. Okay. So his town is not tiny where he lives is like on his farm outside of the big town so we went to the big town and it was like bts like everyone was pulling up to see him hmm. we're in a tiny store in the middle of nowhere boom 20 people out of nowhere really? taking pictures like hugging him and like giving they know him tea who he is or they know who he is or it's i like... don't know the language so i couldn't tell like okay are they just taking it because he's a spectacle or yeah. i think they also knew who, who he was okay but everywhere we went it was like I don't know, like BTS, like every like tons of people coming through. How old is he? Forty. And does he have like trouble with mobility and stuff? Oh like yeah. That? So he was using me as like a cane, and so he's he had using you. Yeah, he would. I mean, he, it was really cool. He, I mean, I was like, he would put all of his body weight on me, and he also had one crutch that he would use, and then we'd walk around. And what does he do if if you like if you weren't there? How would he? He always do? has someone. So he was just like for for our video using me as his person kind of thing. So if it wasn't you, it would be another person who's always with him as a... Yeah, okay. just why, to get around. Why a person and not uh, like a like a cane or something on the other side? You know, I never, I didn't ask him that. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I was curious too. He only has one cane. Like maybe just get two or something. <laughs> I, I don't really know. But it seems like a person. Yeah, it's like a very because important <laughs> thing. And But not only that, but you have to be the right height of person. Like, if like I don't know if I would be good for him. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, like that. Like, you have to be the right <laughs> size to do it. I mean, I didn't get all the info out of him. I have to you go back. Ask, I didn't ask him like, like that. Did you ask if he could do a standing dunk? He can. He can. And I also, without jumping, he can just dunk it. He can dunk it. Wow. And... I asked my Instagram, like, what do you guys want to know about the world's tallest man? And everybody was like, how big is his penis? And so I asked him. And 
And then I don't think he understood. So we still don't know. But then... But did the translator understand or like... Yeah, so that, it was funny because... Um, yeah. Because one, I was like, I don't, I don't, I didn't feel that comfortable asking him. Like, hey, like, it's weird. It's a weird question. Like, dude, it's like so personal. Like, no one says it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I asked him uh, for when this video comes out, like, can you, like, get angry or something at the question? And he's like, just was so like loving to film and like happy go lucky that he's like, sure. And I had brought from my house a breakaway bottle. So I asked him like, how big is your is your penis? And then he just hit me with the bottle. It's just like, That's just cool. a funny moment. I'm curious, is his furniture in the house larger to fit his size? Or is it his bed. Size? Okay. His bed is, I would say, like double the size of a normal bed in length. But besides that, his like ceilings are low. His, I was like, how are you not like catering to yourself? Yeah, you know, right? uh, he's literally ducking under his door. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're like the I, world's tallest man. I'd imagine like 4,000 American to see him. Like he's, yeah. that's gotta be a ton of money for his location. Yeah, and like he could buy a house probably like just every now and then. He has like a few pairs of shoes, like Lid just sits on the ground. Interesting. And, and, but I think he's happy. I don't think you know. No. Don't need too much. Hmm. Let's go back to to your time uh, in college when you started. Like I said, like that really meteoric rise. Jack wants to know about the elephant. I don't want to know more about the elephant. Yeah, check out no. this video. <laughs> uh, how um, how much were you making at the time? If you're able to say, uh, I think at the time. I was just getting my foot in the door with brand deals, but that was really inconsistent. So in college, I, I don't know, maybe if like, I don't even, uh, probably like five to 10,000 a month. That's good. Maybe. Hmm. That's kind of, I'm kind of guessing, but I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. That's very comfortable living, extremely comfortable living in college. Yeah. Especially the, the frat doesn't know, but I moved into the frat second semester and they'd never charged me. So it was cool. They never charged you? Yeah, they never charged me. Why did they charge you? I think because I moved in second semester and everyone wow. was like long-term living. So I got lucky there too. And why didn't you continue at college? I didn't feel as satisfied. Like, okay, I knew this door is going to close. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I feel ready to move on. The content was getting a little repetitive and I wasn't a student. I just felt like that wasn't me. I thought, I thought it was really fun for that year, but uh, I was just ready like, hey, let's why don't I get ready for like actual life and build the content that's going to sustain me like for more years than if I build myself so much as a college vlogger. And then like, as soon as college ends, it's like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? And so I kind of wanted to always make sure that I wasn't making only college videos and I could like, you know, make videos that I can make after college. And how did you notice that transition uh, with your own success? Like what was it positively uh, responded to when you dropped no. out of college? It was hard. Yeah. I think I, the audience I had, which I would say like average like 200,000 views mm. per video mm. during college or, or more. And after that, the content for me was hard to make because I was so like, all my friends are here. I have, you know, my filmer lives in Arizona and the things were rolling. Like I had you know, the jokes with the certain campuses, like, oh, I'll just make a college video. Like it's super easy. And so after it was a little bit more of rediscovering and I also was just like, bumping around place to place because I didn't want to sign a lease, just somewhere random. So there was probably a good five months. I was just like, what am I doing? Hmm. So another like, damn, like not rock bottom, but just like, what am I doing? Like, is this it again? (laughs) How do you figure out a way around that? Just keep showing up. And then eventually we moved uh, three other friends to New York City. So from college, I moved to New York City last year, which was your mom's house, which is like a creator house that we had last year. Mm-hmm. What was the motivation behind doing a creator house? I had always wanted to live in creator house. I felt like 
you know, those were like the people I love spending time with because like we have such a shared passion. And so I was like literally willing to do whatever it takes to like end up in a creator house because, you know, you know, content creation can be really lonely. And my, my whole like where I was really struggling was because I was so alone feeling that uh, I just wanted to be around creator. So I was like, we'll do it, whatever it takes, you know, cold calling, meeting up with people like, oh, you're a creator. Like, let's meet up and try to make something happen. So you decided to go with the Creator House here in New York mm -hmm. City. And did you notice that the Creator House positively affected your success as a YouTuber? And was it like drastic if so? Of course. I mean, I wouldn't say it's drastic because like views probably went from like 250K to like maybe like 400K. It's, that's pretty substantial. But like, I feel like also like look back, like some of my videos would do that or like more or something. Mm, sure. So yeah. it was just like building that audience. And definitely there was more um, eyeballs because like, yeah, we have three people that we're always cre uh, collaborating with. And yeah, I can't say that didn't help. Like we are making videos all together, building a brand together. And everybody was looking forward to our videos every single week. And would be like, okay, I'm going to watch uh, Elliot's video and then Emery's video, then Kelly's video and then Ashley's video. So it was like really, you it's know, cool. Like a cool sitcom thing. where you get to see yeah, four exactly. different perspectives. Like that's cool. It reminds me of like the, the David, David Dobrik thing. Yeah. Like everyone's everyone creating their, their own yeah. like respective mm -hmm. content and then, and everybody came in with an audience. So it's kind of yeah. like, we're just like, yeah, you guys know, creator house and just constantly collabing. Mm -hmm. But now you're in this spot mm -hmm. and the last house was, it just ended. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like pretty public, like just, just didn't end well. And it was a lot. We had some differences and I think we were in the beginning, we were just like very naive and didn't look at the big picture of things. We just like literally put four strangers together almost like expecting it to work and like day one started like making videos together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we just, at the end, just didn't renew the lease well, and everyone went kind of like separate ways. What were some of the differences? I would say like just the level of like how much they love YouTube and want to do that forever kind of thing. I think some, certain people just like wanted different things out of YouTube and content creation and also like different rates of how much they can work. Like me, I could like literally film all day, every day. And just like, that's like where I get my energy where I think a lot of people like, Hey, I need to like take days off or just like not film for a week or two. I think there was always this like balance of filming and not filming. So I think, I mean, obviously like creator houses do work, but mm -hmm. just this one didn't work. Interesting. So there's a difference in business perspectives. And you said that when you guys initially moved in together, like it was nearly strangers. So there was no like real conversation beforehand. Of course there was cons like a conversation. Right, like we knew like, the roommates. Okay, right, sure. Conversations, but, <laughs> but, uh, but like hanging out with each other, like getting to know each other. Yeah. So like I was really good friends with Elliot. So like that was like a solidified relationship, but Amory and Ashley were pretty like, I didn't know Ashley really. Mm. I had met Amory before. And so that was kind of like, you know, uh, you know, I knew one person really well and then the rest were kind of like, we're like going to learn about each other. Interesting. Yeah. And then from there, basically the, after the end of the lease, you guys decided to, to come get this spot over here mm -hmm. and, uh, it's similar. It's a kind of like content house, right? Yeah. I think we just learned from the last one, like, Hey, let's just all do our own thing. We still live together as creators, so it's kind of like we have coworkers and also just like friends. I mean, mm -hmm. literally everyone who lives in this house now, just like we're just friends. Like we barely even film together. We just like hang out. Um, 
But yeah, it is similar, I guess, in the last one. What are some of the key takeaways, like things that you learned from the first content house that you had? I think you have to look really big picture when you're building like a business with other people. It's a lot of times there's so many cooks in the kitchen, everyone has different ideas. It's really hard when there's four people coming up with one solution. Mm -hmm. So I guess like in the future, I would just feel like, one, just do it myself or maybe like one partner or something like that. I'm trying to think. I really would never have changed anything. Like it was a great time. I think everyone who was involved like had like, you know, such a crazy experience that we'll all remember and laugh about in a few years. So do you wish you could have made it work? I mean, we definitely tried to make it work and it was like almost like a relationship, like with the girlfriend or boyfriend. And I think we were just really trying. And if not everyone is trying, it kind of can't work. And I mean, we had a whole year to keep, Mm -hmm. keep growing and we had, everything was working like exterior, I guess, if that makes sense, like Mm -hmm. online and everything was totally working. But I think as a, just a community and like, Hey, are we going to invest the next, you know, five years of our lives to try to build this, to be like a sideman? Cause we were really looking at all these other content collectives, like, Hey, can we do this as well? Interesting. So you saw it as kind of building a business with other people, not so much as like, yo, we're all going to move in together and just kind of film content around each other. And then that's that. No, no, no. I totally thought it was just for filming content. The business, I was at the end. Oh, and so that's, that just kind of not, was a byproduct of everyone living. With each yeah, other. we never made any money together. It was all individual channels. So we were just all filming together. But by the end, it was kind of like, okay, should we... Because we'd already, like, from the beginning, we're like, oh, we can make group channel videos. It'd be so fun to, like, make group videos, just send it to an editor. It's not like someone's baby. It'd just be like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because everyone's so creatively different. But by the end, then that's when there was talks of, like, okay, well, if we renew, if we kind of, like, stay together, kind of do this thing, like, let's do it or don't kind of thing. And that's when a lot of things just, like, went downhill. And then it was just like, okay, this is not happening. Interesting. But now here at this place, it's it's like, uh, I would say, it's not so much you're seeing it as like a business. It's more so like what you had initially in mind where everybody has their own like videos yeah. and it's just kind of like hanging out with each other and shooting yeah. content like that. We're literally just roommates. And then like, if we want to be like, yo, yo, can you help me get a shot? Well, yeah, I'll help you get a shot or like get a, you know, if you want me in your video or something. But the last one, I never saw like really like that business minded because I'm really not business minded at all. Like I'm just like, I'm just going to make the videos. So like every week, just make the videos. But here it's just like, like it's just my roommate. And then we happen to be friends as well. One thing that I noticed about your content, and I know most people probably wouldn't label it this way, but it could kind of be described as like, like self-help or development right? Because you, you talk about like how to not give an F or like how to not care about certain things Mm -hmm. and also like body transformation stuff as well, Yeah, which I found kind of interesting. How do you learn to not give an F or to care? Well, I have a great video for you to give my video. (laughs) So you you want me to just explain? To give us the synopsis. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've actually seen it. I was like, I'll send the link. No, no, no. (laughs) Recommendations or, uh, no, I I think I actually watched that video, but yeah, I mean, like it's, a. to me, it's a repetition thing. It's a practice thing. And it, I think it's an identity thing. I think if you kind of like, it might, in the beginning, it might be hard to, you know, just not, if you're really not confident and then be like, I'm confident. It, it is a slow, you know, not an overnight thing, but I do think like, you know, confidence is a choice. And I say that because 
everyone can, you know, go to the gym, can work on themselves. Everybody can read or work harder on their business or anything. So I think in that video and what I was trying to convey was just, you know, one, in, you know, inspire hopefully, but just tell my story because I didn't actually, the video title is how not to give a F, but really it just tells my story of how I learned. And I was just sharing my experience rather than telling you how you have to do it. Cause I, cause I don't know how, how to tell Graham to not give an F or, you know, it's just like, I only know what I know. How'd you learn? Practice. I would say practice and like consistently going out of my comfort zone and becoming the person that I want to be kind of like writing down, Hey, if I want to be athletic or not athletic, cause I don't, that's like kind of like genetics or whatever, but like, Hey, I want to have a good body that I feel comfortable in that like, this is what I like, or I want to make this amount of money. So I don't feel like insecure with that. Like it's like, I think just like kind of like working on those maybe insecurities or things that I feel less confident about. And in that journey of like trying to get confident, I think is where you learn that like where you're at right now is already, you can be confident with it. Why do you think it's important or in what situations do you think it is important to not give an F? I mean, I think, you know, living life with a bunch of other people's thoughts about you in mind is a really limited life. And if you're always constantly thinking about what people will perceive you as, like you're, you're just going to live a less fun life. And I know from experience, like I used to be like out in public, you know, filming like, oh my God, is someone looking at me? Or then I, I remember like literally developing a stutter because I would get nervous of filming be like, uh, whoa, 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 what's up guys? <laughs> um, but you know, after so many years, like now I can smoothly say, what's up guys? Like, you know, in front of, you know, anybody or something, not that I actually say what's yeah. up guys. <laughs> what's up guys, it's Graham here. So it's just like literally just through repetitions and practice of getting out of your comfort zone, sometimes just challenge, challenging yourself to, to do weird and crazy things that you wouldn't normally do out in public or whatever. Sure. Yeah. I think that is one way and to you it might be different. Like whatever your insecurities are or things that you need to tackle in order to feel like hundred percent confident that you don't give an F, um, is what you should do. Like, you know, if you want to do a consulting call, I could, you know, we could unravel. <laughs> <What's the rate? laughs> 4,000, two hours. I, yeah, I need to make up my money. So yeah, let's do 4,000. <laughs> what, um, what are you insecure about now? It's a great, great opportunity great to question. just go straight open. Um, I mean, I've even said it on my channel or no, this is like, that's not what I'm insecure. That was like old insecurity. Um, I would say now I'm just like, really like, can I, can I take this to the next level with my YouTube? I just feel like I'm still a small creator. And I think I'll kind of always have this insecurity of like, am I good enough? Am I funny enough? Am I good enough at editing or storytelling? And I think that's just because a comparison is kind of, a, you know, the thief of joy in that sense where you see everybody online, you see iced coffee or pulling numbers and you go, what, what am I doing? You know? And okay. so, yeah, I think that's something that I'll always have in the back of my mind. Like just, uh, maybe it's a little bit of competitiveness and also insecurity of like, I want to be one of the better YouTubers. Sometimes insecurities and beliefs like that can serve you, which in this case, it sounds like it kind of is. It's like a big motivator for you. Yeah. I'm pretty like straight to the point with myself. Like a lot of people be like, Oh, like positivity. Like, Oh, you should look in the mirror and be like, you're going to, you're an amazing person. You're, you're so awesome. But I, I kind of like to look in the mirror like you're fat as fuck. <laughs> you did nothing today. And so that kind of gets my, like, gets, you know, you going gets me going a little bit more. Push. But, you know, everyone's different. I don't expect everyone to be like David Goggins or something. Yeah. What was your old insecurity? Body was definitely one. I was a little chubby when I was little. And 
my family was like super athletic. Like all my siblings went D1 soccer and my mom is like also a soccer player. So like me being chubby, I was like looking to my left and right, like, mm-hmm. damn, y'all got six packs. Like I got the bakery. And so <laughs> that was definitely one of my first uh, insecurities that I wanted to, you know, I guess conquer. And that's like an endless grind, obviously. I got a couple. A what? A couple of insecurities. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah uh, I, my first one was body hair. I just mm-hmm. have copious amounts of body hair. I'm a walking like gorilla. Yes, I have quite... some. <laughs> my man. Yeah. Where's no, it at? I'm just where's kidding. Where's it at, bro? It's everywhere, man. <laughs> you you point and it's there. Uh, but I would say that was probably like my biggest insecurity. No, but no, I think the one that I thought was silly was I think with the face. Thing. Oh yeah, asymmetrical face. I don't see and, it. Well, that's because you're you're saying that you don't have a symmetrical face. Yes. And a lot of people don't. Do you see it? Of course uh, he sees it. I mean, people... Was that the first thing you noticed when you saw Jackson? It, it was. I didn't want to say it. No! Oh! No, but, yeah. Go I ahead. Mean, well, first of all, you have a great face. Yeah, you do too. You guys all have great faces. Oh, stop. We all have great faces. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Let's Alex, do an Alex, you not, too, man. But to say it's not symmetrical, I mean, I it's don't a, see I it. I don't know. I don't it's even a... notice it. It doesn't, like... Yeah, that, but that's because... A lot of people don't notice people's... Insecurity. Exactly, which is why they're so so confident already, you know? I think that it's funny because someone pointed this out to me. It's like, if you walk into a Starbucks and you open up the the door for the Starbucks Mm -hmm. and somebody's like kind of far and you're like, okay, am I going to hold it open for them or am I not? And then you're like, okay, I'm not going to. And then you rush in, but then they kind of like did a quick leap to try to like get in the door. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be thinking about that for the next day. But they are going to forget about it in two minutes. So a lot of the times the point here is that you remember your own faults and Mm -hmm. things are so such a big deal to you when to other people it doesn't matter it doesn't all. matter that's true i also always say that you're not that special i always say to myself you're not that special like no one cares like you could fall and like pour milk all over yourself and people forget in two seconds like you just said no one cares you know mm-hmm. i saw a short on that either it was a youtube video or something like that where a guy was like just to prove that point yeah like i think he like i forget what he did he did something so crazy in public like nuts He's running around in his underwear, like screaming or something, like covered in oil. People were just walking by, like wouldn't even look. Well, that's at him. yeah. I feel like they definitely noticed him. They're probably <laughs> yeah, thinking about that too for the next they day. Told their friend. Yeah, <laughs> but my point being, it's like no one stopped him, no one laughed. Yeah. Like just people were just like minding their own business and kept like walking by. Yeah. Just no one paid him any attention. Yeah. But I do see those TikToks of those that guy as well. He's like, people don't care about what you do. Oh, see, yeah, I like, like those like, ones. Like, oh, I could just walk up here and I can stand on this park bench yeah. and I can say hello to this stranger. I love those videos you know I mean? because it may, he's like, you can control your own reality. Yeah. And yeah. you could do whatever you want. Just look. It's I think it's so cool. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that I mean, was yeah. Cool. yeah. I would say that's like a similar message to do what excites or anything. Kind of just like, hey, propel, you know, my audience to just like, hey, you could do whatever you want, create your own reality, reality, and just like live the life that you want, mm-hmm. pretty much. Let's bring up the topic of income real quick. A question okay. we ask a lot of the guests is: if you were to uh, create a pie and assign a value to each slice in the pie, mm-hmm. what would your income look like on that pie? So, like sources, basically. <clears throat> okay, um, AdSense, brand deals, merchandise are definitely the biggest, and then maybe a little bit of affiliates. So is that like 30, 30, 30, 10? It's like no, perfect. I would, <laughs> I would say brand deals is definitely the biggest chunk. Then AdSense and merch is very similar. So I would say those like would be almost a third, a third, a third. But I would say brand deals is maybe half the pie. Interesting. So brand deals is probably your, your largest income source. Yeah. 
Brands pay a lot of well, money. What sort of, brands you, what sort of brands are you getting? I just oh. did one with like Celsius. Really? Philips. Celsius is Phillips? awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the shaver. Oh, he's thinking like the Samsung. You did one with Samsung? Yes, Samsung. Who's Notion. bringing you these deals? Uh, just, I, well, I have a management. Yeah. Um, I used to be with Select, who are great. And then I'm now with Whaler. Okay. And yeah, they're both great management. And yeah, we've been, you know, NordVPN is very casual sponsor yeah, on YouTube sure. or I'm trying to think who else that are like. Those are great brands. BetterHelp. There's a good amount. What are the cool ones? I feel like I've had some cool ones. I feel like brands really like your content because it's very positive. Ah, I, I hope so. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, I, yeah. It's, it's just wholesome, <laughs> wholesome content. You know, yeah. it makes you feel better when you watch it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So for the future, what excites? What are the plans? I'm just going to dive and put my head down with the videos I'm doing and making sure like I'm investing 100% effort into them. And I think the end result of that will be awesome, I guess. In that sense. And what's the desired end result? Or is it just right now it's just focusing in and just having fun with the content making? Yeah, I think like I honestly could care less about the money or anything besides just like let's make bangers like let's literally just make the best videos we can and that's really what like feeds me as just like a person like even the boxing thing was something that's like well that's kind of extra like I don't have to do that I probably could just do a day in the life video but I'm like kind of tired of that I'm like that's not pushing myself so just like the world's tallest man video like that's like my new standard like I just want to go on crazy adventures and document them and tell like the best story I can seems like a like a uh, yes theory Except from yeah. your perspective. Yeah, just from my perspective, yeah. I would say. That's very cool. I'm waiting for that collab yesterday. Amar, he's... You want to collab friends. with them? Yeah. Oh, we I had know. him on the podcast. But you know, Amar, yeah, yeah, Amar's great. Mm. Um, I invited him actually to the world's tallest man. I was like, you should come. Oh. But he couldn't at the time. Mm. I'm just curious about you guys and how you guys run the podcast and everything. And uh, this is probably out online, but I don't know. Do you, um, have, you don't do a podcast, right? You, I don't you do a podcast. did have one, though, with the... Um, oh, yeah, we did have one yes. with uh, your mom's house. Yes. A podcast. Do you plan on starting one at some point in the future? Mm, not really. Yeah. I think I'm just better at making videos rather than talking. Yeah. I'm just okay at talking. I think we're still trying to figure out the podcast, to be honest with you. We yeah. don't know what we're doing, and yeah. uh, we're trying to get better at it, and we realize we have a lot of shortcomings here yeah. and a lot of things to be improved. Jack... So, um, <laughs> what? That's it? I thought you were going to keep going. Keep saying something. Right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I, we're, we're still learning. So yeah, like, yeah. like even us coming to New York was like an experiment to see like mm-hmm. what it's like to travel for guests. Yeah. Can, can, is this sustainable? Do we like it? Yeah. I think it's very clear on like day one, we like it. So we want to yeah. do this more. It's a big so, hill to climb. Yeah. Like, I mean, and also just like you guys together. I always think like, you know, you guys both live in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. You know, what if you guys move or something? You just got to stay together. You just got to stay together. Yeah, well, I was living with, uh, I moved in with him in LA. That's where we started the podcast. And Mm -hmm. then like right after I went full time with him and dropped out of college, he was like, all right, I'm moving to Vegas. I'm like, well, looks like I'm moving to Vegas. Yeah. So. And that's, you know, big to know, but I feel like you guys could always. But you know what? I wouldn't have moved if you weren't 100% on board and Macy was not 100% on board. Of course not. This guy looks after me. He's a yeah. great guy. But yeah, of course I was going like, to be on board. I wasn't about to just like yeah. drop out and be like, all right, I'm going all in and then reject We the talked about it for decision. a while. And I'm like, yeah. dude, do, are you into this idea? Would you do it? Yeah. Um, are you open to trying it out? And I think we both went in with the mindset like we could try it for a year. Like, yeah. Worst case, if we hate it, 
we could always change, but like give it a year and we'll know pretty quick. And same thing with Macy. It was like, we could, we could try it out, see if we like it. Yeah. Pretty immediate. I think we liked it. So it worked out, but yeah, had it been like, this sucks. We could always just go back. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a question too. You know, I feel like a lot of your branding online is very like, I would say maybe like on an extreme end, like penny pinching a little Mm -hmm. bit. Is that true? Like, is that very like, you know, like, like today, what have you spent today? Oh, I was I was good today actually. I treated. Um, yeah, I'm just curious. This is like kind of interesting. I did get hit with a Venmo request for that sweet greens. But, but you know what? No, what, you what, did not you know, do that. It's Jack, no, Jack and I. Jack and I are it's fifty. We're, we're business partners on the yeah, podcast. No, no, okay, we're okay, fifty okay, on the okay, podcast, okay. so it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. No, well, that's I pretty good. I spent in total today. Uh, <laughs> I would have paid Alex's Uber or whatever you spent yeah, getting here. Forty bucks. Forty bucks. But I guess it's a it's part of the iced coffee or whatever mm-hmm. to bring all the equipment and Alex having Alex here. Um, so forty dollars plus fifteen for sweet greens Got plus boba. seven boba. No, so fifteen thirty plus forty. Uh, so seventy dollars is how much I've spent today. But he, most of that is okay, like I think iced what we're getting to right here is yeah. he's very frugal. He yeah. still does like if we go out to a restaurant, he will save the the temporary utensils if he doesn't use them. He will. Yeah. Well, that's just yeah. He will like respect, he respect, will yeah. reuse his flosser like several oh, times. several times. I don't think that's uh, good. Just <laughs> my dad's a dentist. I don't think that's good. Your dad's a dentist. Yeah, he's Makes like you sense, got the bacteria. You got to get rid of that. Yeah, I rinse it though. You know, I'm not the dentist, but. Whatever. Right, yeah. Yeah. It looks you're, good. You're not the dentist, though. So yeah. Like, but he's don't like, take mine. Yeah. Genuinely very cheap. Like, like definitely far more, uh, sorry, not cheap, but frugal. Yeah. Far more frugal than I would say probably anyone I've ever met. So do you and your fiance spend time together? Yes. Uh, but you know what? We're, we, we, we are still trying to figure some of it out. I would say, I'd say in the beginning, we really had like this dedicated schedule where it was mm-hmm. like, you know, weekends and then weekdays after like seven. We had a very... Uh, regimented schedule and sometimes like things would come up and it so now we do our best usually like one day a week dedicated to like just doing stuff and then usually every weekday after like eight I'm done Mm -hmm. or sometimes earlier Uh, so we find that yeah that's good work-life balance is always good I always I ask because um, because Ashley and obviously that we are we have a work-life balance you know both and I'm just curious what another couple does yeah and especially as a youtuber couple or I mean you as Someone who's a YouTuber with a girlfriend. Yeah. Fiance. He or she. Fiance. I'm just Fiance. Fiance. <laughs> and a dog and a cat. Oh, and, and a dog and a cat. Yeah, and a fish tank. And a fish tank. Yeah. You got your hands full. It's the whole thing. So that's what makes traveling kind of difficult because I get antsy over not seeing the fish for like, because things can happen. The dog and the cat. Yeah, they could just. Now I know Graham's different. No, but the fish tank, like, I check I check the parameters every day for my phone to make sure they're okay. You have a camera? Like, you can see the fish? I do. You can. I do. Yeah. Oh wow. Quality. Yeah, na- do you have though. names for the fish? Uh, Macy does. I don't. Okay. That's his fiance. You know, I'm also curious how you got into YouTube. Both, I mean, both you guys, how you got into like creating and stuff. I just always want to make YouTube videos, and I just decided one day after putting it off for years that I was gonna film a video and put it mm-hmm. out there and make content that I thought would be helpful that I wished I could have seen, and I loved it so much I just continued. Mm-hmm. And, and what was this? Uh, December of 2016 was when I posted my first video, and then I started posting one to two times a week in January of 2017, and then mm-hmm. I went to three times a week, I think in February or March, like pretty yep. quick, because I realized when I was posting like once a week, 
I get like a certain amount of views and I thought, well, let me do twice a week. And I did that and I, the views started to actually like grow. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I do three times a week and then I just decided pretty quickly on that that was like mm -hmm. the perfect amount to grow. Yeah, I think, you know, YouTube's ever changing. So it's good to like look at, you know, what, you know, the audience is, you know, responding to. So, yeah. cause I feel like nowadays quality is really important versus back in the day, I feel like we could get away with a lot of quantity. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, nowadays everyone has so many options. So you like, yeah. you like TikTok, you YouTube. Well, I was comparing it earlier. There's so many more people on the platform so that like in the past, let's just say there would be like one docu style video mm -hmm. a week that would come out from like one creator. I was like, okay, they get all the views, but everything else now is like up for grabs. Yeah. But now you have, 10 creators each posting these insane docu-style videos independently yeah. and so there's like one every single day uh so you have to up your quality because everyone else is yep um and there's more for people to pick from so like you have to be even more selective yeah for sure if yeah. i can ask how big you're operationally how many people do you guys or do you work you, with? you see like basically the whole team here really uh, oh, okay andrew back in vegas what about like editors and stuff andrew's back in vegas andrew and alex helps on the main channel alex is like 90 percent of the main channel there's maybe the occasional video that I'll just bang out really quick. Um, oh, cool, cool. But that's it. It's a yeah. really small team. And, uh, you know, I, th I think we got to, we're talking about maybe hiring someone full time to do guest outreach who knows that. Like, that's mm. their business is just like linking people together with podcasts. Yeah. And like doing the media stuff. So we don't know that that well. We don't yeah. have this connection. So. Yeah. That's someone that's cool. we think about maybe you know, bringing on the team. Yeah, I feel like a small team is good, especially for content. It becomes like, I think a little bit less genuine the more and more you become big. Yeah. So. Yeah, I admire the people who have really small teams and like we, we did Dr. Mike the other night and just seeing like, he's just in his apartment. It was just really yeah. cool. It's just like him and two guys and they're just all buddies. And I, I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. Cool. Well, thanks, man. I really yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thanks for doing the Ice Coffee Hour. Yeah. Thank you for hosting us. Ice Coffee Hour. Ice Coffee Hour. Ice Coffee Hour. <laughs> oh, the other thing that I do want to mention to you is that you can't you get a free stock. You guys can check me out. Public guys, Instagram, Instagram, Instagram somewhere in the description. Kelly's got his stuff linked down below. Right, so thank no, you so seriously. much for tuning in. Rock and Rock until Just next Just public.com slash gram. Right? You'll do it? What is public. that? Public.com slash gram. It's free stock.